High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Welcome back. Well, we're here on the uh, extraordinary campus that is Notre Dame. Uh, they're spending $400 million on the football stadium to put in about 2,000 extra seats. And then uh, every room here has a cross on it, and uh, the uh, it's dotted with with the churches you got touchdown jesus just by the stadium and the extraordinary basilica and grotto it is the center there's no question or doubt about it of third level catholic intellectualism um, in america and at the same time america's brightest and best continue to come here and pay sixty thousand dollars a year for the privilege graham of course neither being catholic nor clever um, who did never got into Michael into Notre Dame? Michael, welcome to the program. Oh, uh, my evangelical Christian parents would have had a heart attack if I had applied <laughs> to Notre Dame, and they beamed with pride as I was sent off to the snake handling institution known as Oral Roberts University. I will say this, George: as you know, my kids were raising our kids Catholic, and uh, the the people I know who are devout will say that the most amazing thing about Notre Dame this week is the fact that because you're there, there's at least one practicing Catholic actually on the campus. <laughs> They're viewed as the, the, liberal, the, liberal, you know, uh, the liberal Catholic bastion of uh, Notre Dame. Now, you, now the, George, can the, I ask you a question? Be, yes. Can I ask you a question? So how much do you know about American baseball? You've, you do know that we just had the World Series and the, uh, world, the world's greatest baseball team is now Chicago, Chicago Cubs. I'm not a fan, but I cannot dispute their standing. Uh, do you know uh, what, uh, how we symbolize a strike in American baseball when a, when a, uh, when a, when a player batter strikes out? Yeah, I do, yeah. We the use Right. Yeah, we have a sim we have a we have a scorekeeping system and on your score sheet when someone strikes out it's signified with a K. Yeah. So one of our super genius uh, New York liberal intellectuals was uh, watching the uh, the World Series and one of the pitchers struck out three batters in a row and so in the stands people hold up a K for every strikeout so there were 3 Ks. Any, I am not making this up. Mediaite.com, this super smart liberal, you know, how dare you be a Republican guy, writes a post. Oh my gosh, they're celebrating the Klan at the World Series <laughs> because he knew so little about baseball. He, I mean, it's, he, it's, it's something that a nine-year-old kid knows that a K. He's, he's the king of K's. He's the strikeout king, and it was well, absolutely I have hilarious. To say. I I read that uh, post on the internet and I thought, <laughs> what a dope. You but know, I will say I this mean, too, really, though, because I am I I, I I try to admit at all times I'm not a big sports guy. I'm a casual sports fan. I have cocktail party sports knowledge because I'm a guy, and you have to if you're a guy. But you must run into people who are totally clueless about sports and say idiotic thing or ask idiotic questions about why are they doing that? Why do, why do they keep trying to knock that man down with the ball? I don't understand. 
Well, I'll explain, Michael. Number one <laughs> is sports that are played in the rest of the world, I mean outside mm. America, are right. intelligible to most normal people. Right. American sports, football and baseball <laughs> particularly, are unintelligible to ordinary people. And that's why you got people asking stupid questions. As uh, I tweeted base- out to the Cleveland Indian fans who, whose hearts were broken, they haven't won a World Series since 1948, I said, hey, Game 7 that night may have been tragic, but it could have been worse. You could have spent your night watching soccer. And that's all you need to know. <laughs> now, the, uh, uh, the, why is Melania Trump getting such a hard time? The poor woman said if she's first lady, she's, she's going to undertake a sort of campaign against cyberbullying, and she gets an absolute rollicking. Uh, from all the Twitterati, whereas Michelle Obama says, I'm going to do fitness for the world, and she's wonderful. Why is that? What's poor old Melania done? Well, first of all, I, I'm a huge fan of Melania Trump, a.k.a. the lost Gabor sister. I really hope they do a remake of this TV series, Green Acres, so she can play Oliver Douglas's wife. Um, but the reason she's getting a rollicking is, and you, I was listening earlier, your listeners are pointing this out, is that her husband is a notorious cyberbully. He's a despicable, awful person on the internet. And so of all the, th- th- look, there are a million causes you could uh, represent as a first lady, poverty, hunger, you know, literacy, whatever. Were I Melania Trump, I would stay away from anything <laughs> related to bullying or cyber. But hold a while. The, one of the great uh, um, uh, pitches for feminists is that women, married women, should not be uh, recognized by their husband. So they shouldn't take their husband's name, for argument's sake. They're, they are people in their own right, and they don't owe their husband anything, and they stand for what they are as a person. So therefore, surely we should be saying to Melania Trump, we can't, we can't judge her by, by her dodgy husband. Just judge her by herself. I understand the theoretical argument that you're making, but here's the deal. It's the same reason why every time Hillary Clinton says women who claim they've been sexually abused must be believed, everyone goes, oh, because of all the women in the world who can make that argument, the wife of a guy who repeatedly sexually assaulted women is a confirmed sexual assaulter, paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to settle sexual assaultment, and who lied on behalf of her husband. She can't be that woman. And that's the point, uh, uh, George. Now, can we talk about the election here in the United States? Well, I t- I've been telling you for months, and because you're from South Carolina, <laughs> you have difficulty concentrating. I've been telling true. you for months. It's President Trump. And you you don't believe me. No, I don't. I don't believe you. I I, I don't believe believe you. Do you believe it's tight? Do you believe it's tight? I I believe it is the same that it's been since the end of the Democratic Convention, which is Hillary plus three in in a popular vote percentage. But I am also prepared to tell you that I could totally be wrong. I could. Everybody could be wrong. This is the craziest year. So I just want to set that out in front. In fact, I tweeted something out, George, to your listeners. Uh, I am M. Graham is my Twitter handle. It's a very realistic map of what could happen Tuesday night. A tie. Because of our electoral college system, we actually could have a tie, and nobody is elected president in the election. Okay. 269 well, uh- to 269. Okay, well, given that, you, do you remember you used to be unpopular on Irish radio? 
Okay, do you remember those days? Yes. Well, you're incredibly, you're incredibly popular now because Michael Hopkins and Carlo says, Hook, you're a disgrace to broadcasting. Please do the people of Ireland a favor and remain in America to help Donald build his wall. Uh, and and the, what people are trying to say also is that uh, many are saying Melanie, uh, Melanie Trump is, is not fit to be first lady. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. And there's, I just want to say something here. People who are prepared to vote for a woman who made herself a multimillionaire while sitting in political power, who collected hundreds of millions of dollars from foreign governments with despicable practices, who lied about it, who set up a secret homebrew server to cover it up, a shameless, despicable, awful woman who publicly trashed victims of sexual assault. When you're voting for her, you lose the right to judge anybody else. And conversely, well, I, if you're voting for Donald Trump, the same is true. But I, I refuse to hear the character assassination of people who aren't voting for Hillary Clinton by people who are so despicable that they are. There is no way you can vote for either of these two people and say afterwards, I did the right thing. Either vote okay. is a despicable, shameless act by people who should All know right. better. The, when you come on the program, most weeks, yes. and I'm in Dublin, and you're talking about the lefty media, right? right. I kind of treat you with the disregard reserved for <laughs> American idiots, right? Yes. But it's interesting, every night now, I'm sitting in front of the television, and CNN yep. on my television are next to Fox News. I don't know if they are for you. So I can flick backwards and forwards, and I've suddenly discovered that CNN are just pro-Hillary and Fox yes. are just pro-Trump. And right. so two television stations are actually dealing with the exact same topic in totally different ways. Yes, um, I would just say one thing about the pro Fox, to their credit, they have a lot of, for example, Megyn Kelly, the prominent nighttime ratings grabber. She's in an open war with Donald Trump, uh, you know, definitely not pro-Trump. Britt Hume, who uh, they brought back because of some staff changes, definitely not pro-Trump. So I would say Fox is, even though I agree that there is a pro-Trump bias among some of their people, it's far more even-handed because their team is split. On CNN, every single employee of CNN who's on the air would walk across broken glass and club a baby seal to death to get Hillary Clinton elected, and they show it. And they lie. CNN lies all the time. Just this morning, uh, 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 somebody quoted, they played a clip of Donald Trump saying that it is likely that this investigation of Hillary Clinton could end, it's, it's a criminal investigation, and it could end in an indictment. And the, the so-called presenter said, that's not true. Well, she was lying. Every, he, it's exactly true. There is a criminal investigation by the FBI. It's been confirmed by multiple sources. And any rational person could say, yeah, it's probably likely somebody's going to get indicted. So this is another reason when people ask, why is a, tr someone like Trump doing so well? It's because so many Americans have given up on the idea that these liberal elites, that, the, that you, European, Euroweenies, trust so much can be trusted. And my only question is, how long will they lie to you? I don't mean you, George, but to the listeners. How long will Brussels lie to you? How long will these Euroweenies lie to you? And you know they're lying before you finally say, you know what? Forget it. Okay. Well, look, you've been so good in the past number of weeks. I'm promoting you to major <laughs> contributor when I'm down in Washington, D.C. You'll be in the oh, studio, and it'll be great By to go way, eyeball to Ladies eyeball. and gentlemen, by being promoted, that means I have to bring the breakfast every morning. So now I'm also <laughs> on the hook for feeding George. What have you been eating, by the way, in the America's heartland? Lots of steak, Granite. I hope. 
no granola. All right, and I'm I'm slim as a rake. I'm like you now. You'll see when you meet me on Monday. You're in the heart All right, of Michael. cattle country. Beef cattle. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> Michael Graham be back in Washington, D.C. It's his home now, and he'll be in the studio. So we're going to have great fun. We have, we'll have great political guests for the days of Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, that election. Coming up next, we'll have Here Come the Girls, American Style.